Welcome one, welcome all to the Snail Trail Talks About Belize podcast. If you like hearing boring stories about honeymoons, if you're mildly interested in Belize, if you like rum, then this is the podcast for you. I like it. There you go. Just keep going. You want to be the host? <laughs> Aren't I always? Usually, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that. So we're, we're rolling right now. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So welcome ladies and gents. Uh, this is the snail trail four by four podcast, but today we are hijacking it and we are going to talk about our trip to Belize. I've got the assistant in the Rose studio. We'll go with that one. And we are, yeah, like I said, we're going to hijack this thing. We're going to, we stealing it. We're not doing any truck talk. I think I should make a disclaimer. The premise of this podcast is to discuss our trip. I felt that a lot of uh, the listeners out there, you out there would like to hear a little bit about it. But if you are not interested in Belize and only ever want to hear about truck talk, then skip this episode. This one's just going to be about our trip, um, a little bit of stories about what we got ourselves into and um, some stories of what we got ourselves out of. Yep. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. So let's see. We uh, we got married. We did. Yes. I'm not wearing a ring. I, neither am I. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm out of practice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, it's not in my habit to get have a ring to put it on my hand. I get my, you know, I check the spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. But yeah, you're going to have to add ring to that. I'm going to have to add ring to it. Oh, well. So am I. So, yeah. So, we got married on a Saturday. Uh-huh. We got married in Yosemite. Gorgeous, gorgeous scenario, scenes, um, crazy photographer. Yeah. Which we already kind of, I covered on another podcast. Uh, let's see. So, then two days. Day, three days three later? Day, yeah. We got married on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, we oh. had dinner that night. The next day we went to Yosemite Valley. We got home by like dinner time on Sunday. Um, two days later, we dropped off the, what do you call it? The assistance. The assistance. assistance. Oh, yeah. that just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> I know. It's, it's hard. Dropped her off at the grandparents. Tyler likes the mini assistant. The mini assistant. That's easier to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mini assistant off at the grandparents' house. Because we needed to get picked up at 3.30 in the morning, Wednesday morning, yeah, to go to the airport. And we packed until like midnight. Like 12.30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was going on was we were playing bag shuffle. Yeah. We tried to fit everything in one bag and we did. And we, we did. had room to spare. Yeah, one big ass bag. But it was like 75 pounds yeah. and the, the airlines wouldn't take it. So we then had to pull another uh, suitcase out and shuffle everything around. And we were bringing five bottles of booze down with us. Let's see, we were bringing... (laughs) If we didn't bring the alcohol, we probably would have been fine with one. Yeah. We brought three bottles of wine. We bought a bottle of whiskey and we Mm -hmm. brought a bottle of champagne. Yes. Um, A really nice bottle of champagne. Really nice bottle of champagne. um, Leftover from my mama. Yeah. Leftover from... uh, the ass- mommy assistant and um, it, what, what was it? Chandon, Chandon. 2011 uh, Reserve Brute. Yeah, not, what she said. Not cheap. I normally only add orange juice to mine and she wouldn't let me do it. But <laughs> that's know. a future story. So anyway, so yeah, so we had a ton of weight just in liquor. 
Mm-hmm. And that really threw us over uh, like kind of a hurdle. You know, it's a bad sign when you're Googling how much a bottle of wine weighs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So we had to play bag shuffle. We had to rearrange things. We knew we were checking at least one bag. So then we had, you know, to put all the liquids in one bag and some of our bathroom kits in the bag and and then wrap it up and close so we don't break anything. We also had, what were those oh, things? Oh, they're called vino wraps or wine wraps or something like that. You can get them on Amazon. They're vinyl and they have um, bubble wrap on the inside and they're shaped like a bottle. And then it has two really heavy duty Ziploc seals Mm -hmm. at the bottom. And then you roll it and it has a heavy duty Velcro seal on top of it. With the idea being, if your bottle breaks, it's not going to destroy your luggage. Right. It's sort of like a dry bag, the way that it rolls up for those that know that. Um, So you wrap it up in a dry bag and then you shove it in the suitcase and hopefully nothing happens. And if something does, hopefully it contains it. So, um, yeah. So once we figured out the bag situation, uh, we pretty much went to bed at midnight 30 yeah and then we were supposed to get up at like three Three, and i slept i mean i saw my alarm go off i mean Mm -hmm. i felt it because it's on my wrist and then i turned it off and then woke up 20 minutes later and went oh shit oh shit we gotta be (laughs) out the door in 10 minutes be here in like 10 minutes so yeah so we uh hopped up quickly uh you know threw water in our eyes combed our hair and uh grabbed our bags and ran out the door yep and uh going through the airport was a piece of cake nobody nobody is there at four in the morning no for some reason and uh yeah so then so we wednesday yeah on a wednesday (laughs) which we purposefully went on wednesday because it's some of the cheapest flights uh, Mm -hmm. in and out of uh ever anywhere Anywhere. for the most part so yeah so we went from sacramento international airport and we flew to dallas and we Mm -hmm. had 45 minute layover. 45 minute layover and we had to change terminals to the yeah. international terminal. But we didn't have to go through another. We didn't have no, to go through it was, checks or anything. You were sweating more than I was for I sure. Know. And we had time to like stand there and eat some sandwiches. Yeah. It was fine. I was I was concerned cuz we had yet to go through any sort of check. Yeah. But um yeah, that doesn't really happen until you go into the country. So yeah. So yeah, so uh, let's uh, can we actually let's jump back a little bit. Okay. Can we? I want let's do a little time travel. Um, let's. We chose Belize. You need a time travel button on the board. What by is the it? Way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that from? Uh, Wayne's World. Is it Wayne's World? Wayne's World. Yeah, we need that one. Yeah, time travel. So we chose. Why? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Well, Mr. World Traveler over here. Um, all seven continents. He's been to a lot of places. I've done a decent amount of travel, like nothing near what Jimmy's done, but I've, I've traveled internationally before. And so my stipulation was I didn't want to have to spend like an entire, you know, 24 hours on travel. I didn't want to go to the complete other side of the world. And it had to be somewhere that neither of us had been before. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I mean, we were just, our radius, you know, was just trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger from California, you know, and we were looking at, okay, well. And next, I wanted to leave the country. Yeah, and you wanted to leave the country. So it was no United States. We both have been to Canada, right? So, I've not been to Canada. Oh. But I did not want to go to Canada on my honeymoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been to Canada, so that one was off the list anyway. Romantic Canada. Yeah. If we, Quebec's actually pretty romantic. It's okay. French. They speak French there. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, pretty low key. They do say a probably still. Yeah. But, 
So anyways, but I've been to Canada, so that one's off the list. We both have been to Mexico. Yeah. So that one was off the list. And then it was kind of just going down Central America. And um, you have heard about Belize or how? Yeah, my, my dad went there um, when I was younger and talked about how amazing it was. And I had an opportunity to go, but it meant I would have to miss like the first week of seventh grade. And that was just like, no, how could I miss the first week of seventh grade? Yeah. In hindsight, it's like I should have just missed the stupid first week of seventh grade. But, you know, at the time, it was really important or whatever. You're like really important to not miss the first week of seventh grade. Um, So I didn't I didn't go. um, But I remember my dad talking about how amazing it was. And so I always kind of had in my mind that I wanted to go to Belize. Yeah, so that's so you brought that up to me, and then and I've never been there, so I was like, "Yep, yeah, let's do it." Um, hindsight, I think, and I've said this uh, before, is I think that Belize is the easiest international country to travel to. Would you call it the Starbucks of international travel? Possibly. Or, or did was, one of the Colorado dudes call it that? He might have. I didn't say that, but uh, yeah, I think one of the Colorado guys said that. Um, I, for the longest time, I thought that, um, you know, Canada or, uh, your, um, like the UK would be the easiest ones to go to cause they speak English. It's really kind of easy to get there, you know? Um, but, but in those, both jet. of those countries, you have to exchange money. Yeah. You have to exchange money. You got some serious jet lag that you mm-hmm. have to contend with, contend with Belize since they don't do time change in the summertime. It's only a one hour time difference from California. Right. Which is pretty great. They speak English. English is the national language. They use the U.S. dollar. They have their own Belizean money, but they take the U.S. dollar literally everywhere. Not just like some places you go to and they'll take the dollar at, you know, like the airport or like major tourist hubs. No, Belize takes it anywhere. And a lot of their stores and restaurants and stuff will have the price listed twice. And the conversion is actually really easy. It's two Belizean dollars for one US dollar. So right. So if something's easy 48 Belizean, it's $24. Yeah, $24. yeah. So yeah. So and the water's good. Mm-hmm. Gun control is really strict there. Yeah. So the crime is actually kind of low. And they don't really have like big drug cartels or no. like you know yeah cocaine like if you're rings. caught with a gun it's like five years in prison yeah and if you're caught with like drugs not weed or something like yeah, that weed's okay apparently. weed's okay in Belize, but like other drugs the same thing like they have like zero tolerance he was saying like if you were in a bus situation and one person on the bus had a gun like everyone's going to jail yeah everyone's going to jail just for being with the person with the gun yeah it's crazy yeah so anyway, so now let's move forward. You know, uh, that's one. What well, we learned a lot about that about Belize um, after traveling there. But we—that's the reason that we chose Belize to go in, in the first place was to go somewhere new for both of us. Mm-hmm. And, and then so, we found out how really easy travel. Yeah, it is. really easy travel. A lot of expats go there. Oh yeah, a lot of people retire there. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I yeah. Mean, rainforest. I, I would like to live beaches on a beach in Belize. Not enough surf for me. Yeah. Really, <laughs> really bad surf. Yeah. So, but let's see. So we skated through Dallas airport, mm-hmm. um, moving forward here. Uh, no problems. We were concerned about sitting next to each other yeah. on the airplanes because we got like basic, basic. Yeah. American was not cool either. No. They're and like, we paid for flying. We paid to sit next to each other on one leg of the flight. Right. And on the other leg of the flight, there was like no two seats together. So it wasn't even worth paying yeah. to choose our seats. It wasn't an option. 
Um, and we did have to pay for a bag. One be, bag. One they bag. let us take a carry-on. Right. So we carried on. We had our, our carry personal, on, personal items. items. And we checked a bag. Checked a bag, yeah. Yeah. So when we got to Belize, it was like everybody off the plane. And then they like funnel you through this hallway. And you had to have your vaccine card. Or you had to have a negative COVID test. And you had to show that there. And uh, they did like a temperature check and health screening kind of questionnaire thing. And um, I, I feel like all the flights kind of descend on the airport in like a four hour time frame. Yeah. I feel like they all just arrive at once. Yeah. And, and they pick everybody else up at once and fly out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. They dump everyone off and then pick everyone up and then away they go. And, and then the airport like is closed. Um, so it took a long time to get through immigrations and customs in Belize, but it was no problem. It was like, why are you here on your honeymoon? Okay. Happy travel. Stamp, stamp. Away you go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was just a long line. It was just a really long line. With a few, I think they're like 737s that landed all at the same yeah. time. So it was, yeah, there, we were in probably the last plane, you know, scenario, but it, it wasn't a problem we had. We had time to kill. Yeah, we had we had plenty of we time. We had to like kill. two hours until our little puddle jumper. Right. And so we sat around in the airport, walked around a little bit. Had and our then first Bellican. We had our first Bellican there. They had the they have a brewery in the uh, teeny little airport or a Yeah. And then the a actual like a tap. A tap house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The brewery though, you could see from the airstrip. It was mm-hmm. like right off the side of the um airport, actually. Yeah. So when we went to fly out, we were in a 12-passenger airplane, mm-hmm. little prop plane, engine, you know, prop right in the front, not even two props. Yep. And uh, there was 13 people mm-hmm. on the airplane. 13 people on a 12-hour, I mean a 12-person plane. Flight. So I was like, okay, well, babe, you can sit on my lap and we'll talk <laughs> about going up. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> um. So anyways, they asked, they're like, oh, you want to be the co-pilot? And I thought they were joking, like, ha ha. And he's like, okay. And then they just led me around to the passenger side of the plane, opened up the door, pulled down a little teeny ladder and gave me a little boost up. And there I was. Right. Right in front of the controls, <laughs> right in front of the wheel. Yep. Um, sitting at the very, very front of the plane, which was, and I sat right behind her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I yeah. think that was pretty cool. Pretty it neat was. to sit up there. A interesting view. It a really, view you yeah. don't normally get. No, it was really, really nice view. And it was just kind of fun looking at the controls. And mostly the pilot just had his hands sitting in his lap. <laughs> yeah. He didn't fly much? <laughs> no, except for takeoff and landing. Then he was busy. But the rest of the time, he was just sitting there. And from Belize City to Dangriga is only a 15-minute flight. So right, just and- up and down. Yeah, it was pretty quick. And we were the only two people getting off in Dangriga. Yeah, the rest of them. And we were at the very front of the airplane. I know. So so Jimmy asked if he could hop out front with me, and they Mm -hmm. had to ask permission of the pilot. Otherwise, he was going to have to, like, shove his way through everybody. Yeah, And the pilot was cool. He's like, yeah, sure. Like, hop out there. It doesn't matter. So I, I slid out behind the passenger seat and down the ladder, and away we went. Mm-hmm. And we... uh got greeted um, by our hotel yeah. at the airport. Um, they grabbed our bags and everything, threw it in the va- a Toyota van, and we... There you go, Toyota talk. I know. <laughs> and then we uh, bounced around down the roads back down to our hotel, which actually the roads, I say that, but the roads weren't bad. No, they weren't bad. There was bad patches. Yeah. They had they were... speed bumps a lot of places. <laughs> uh, which we found out were called sleeping policemen. Yes. 
<laughs> we had quite uh, quite a humorous tour guide yeah, for a few for trips. Yeah, for a lot of our tours. Yeah. And yeah, so he called them sleeping policemen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, I mean, it was 20 minutes, ca- 20 minute shuttle to the hotel. Maybe yeah, 30. Yeah, uh, 20, 25. Yeah. And so we went through Dangriga, which our um, driver said is the culture capital of Belize um, because they're, they're it, it's like you think, okay, I'm going straight in the middle of Central America. This is total like a Latin American country. And it's not. Um, back in the day, some slave ships landed there. And so there's a huge um, Afro-Indigenous culture there. Um, and it's called Garafuna. And so, like, that's, like, the Garifuna capital of um, Belize, kind of, like, a big seat of culture there. So, so that was kind of interesting. So that is a African-Mayan mix? I, no, I don't think it's a Mayan mix. I think it's just, like, indigenous? a lot of Afri- African and indigenous. Hmm. Well, I'm, Wouldn't it's called Afro-Indigenous. <laughs> I know, because it's not African-American, no, it's like Afro-Indigenous is what. But I, I would. Heard I'm saying the, the Indigenous make, would be that makes Mayan, more right? Sense. Yeah, but so. I don't know. So, anyways, it's not. It's not like you would perceive because I've been to. I've been to Honduras. I've been to Venezuela. I've been to Ecuador. I've been to Costa Rica. So I've been to a lot of places, kind of around Belize, but it was nothing like Belize. Yeah, like Belize. It's very. It's Belize's very different. Culture is not Hispanic. No, at all. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I mean, they kind of speak Spanish, a lot but of it's them like speak a Spanish, third, yeah. the third language. Yeah. They actually spoke English primary. They speak Creole. Yeah, a ton of Creole. A ton of Creole, which I've heard in like Louisiana. They, you know, the dialect of Creole and you can kind of understand it and you kind of every like once in a while. Maybe every fifth th- word or something is, something is like kind of recognizable. Yeah. yeah. And then they speak Garifuna. Yeah. And then they speak Sp- and, and, and or Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so most it's- Belizeans are like trilingual. Or, mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of, there's like three main Mayan dialects too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And those aren't spoken very much at all though. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're Mayan. Unless you're Mayan. Yeah. So we got to our hotel. Mm-hmm. We checked in smoothly. Yeah. Um, they took us to our beach viewed room. Yep. And uh, first, we got our welcome drink, though. Oh, that's right. Took us to the bar. That's right. Got us a welcome drink. It was called Uh, a mosquito bite. Mosquito bite. Yeah, it was like a um, pina colada kind of type drink. But it it was orange. Um, but, and then they put grenadine in it for like the, the blood of the mosquito yeah. kind of thing. I think it probably had some mango in it too or probably. something. It was really good. Whatever it was. It was super sweet. It was the first of many blended tropical drinks featuring rum. Oh yeah. A lot of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tons. And so, yeah, we did that. I think we got there fairly late, right? Like six. Yeah. And so dinner was going on. Yeah. And so we walked through the dinner area to the bar, got our mosquito bite. And then saw our room, went to our room, had dinner, mm-hmm. and then pretty much crashed. Yeah. I mean, we did a lot of a traveling that day. day. We were up, went, didn't have much sleep the night before no. that night. <laughs> no. And didn't exactly sleep a lot on the plane no. or anything. I think we like maybe each of us got maybe like an, an hour, hour yeah, or so. So yeah, we were pretty zonked. So we crashed out the next morning. We actually had to set an alarm to get up, mm-hmm. a legitimate alarm this time, <laughs> one on our phones, um, because we were going on a waterfall hike. Yeah, it was our first excursion. So it was an all-inclusive resort. We stayed seven nights, and so with that, we got four tours 
and they offered they offer four tours in house, and then they have a bunch more that um, you can go on to that that cost extra. So we just opted to do the four tours that came with our package, basically. And the first one was a waterfall hike, um, and it was lovely. So it was like a thirty minute drive to the Mayflower National Park. Oh wow! Yeah. We did a some two wheel off roading. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was actually pretty. There was spots where there it was mudding. They mm-hmm. were just going through these muddy weird off camber not a lot of camber but like little um articulated sections yeah um so Big there was toyota bus did just fine it did it did all right yeah. even though it was only two-wheel drive but it scooted along it's got a lot of weight behind it so mm-hmm. it did fine um we saw a laughing falcon we was did say a called? laughing falcon yeah yeah and the tour guide like played the sound that it made and it kind of sounds like a kookaburra like yeah it, it makes like a laughing can sound. you can you do it for us <laughs> I haven't had enough to drink yet, so I'm going <laughs> to bypass that. Um, yeah, and so we got there. Um, Belize actually fared COVID really well because they're really strict about it from the get-go. So we had to have a mask with us at all times. Like our our personal, like the hotel didn't care. We didn't have to wear it in the lobby or in the on common the areas, on the grounds. Yeah. Um, but you had to have it with you because we would go through these checkpoints periodically and they weren't COVID checkpoints. They're, co- they're checkpoints. They always have, um, they have to put their license and registration on the or their insurance and registration yeah. are like stickers on the window that they have. And so they have these checkpoints where they, you have to stop and get that checked like all the time. And then they also kind of turned into mask checkpoints. So we had to have like our mask on to go through a checkpoint and then when we got to the park and got out, we had to put our masks on and go through like a health screening and everything. And then once we got past like the main gate and got onto the trail, then no one cared and we yeah, could take we it took off. Our masks yeah, off. Um, but yeah, so we had to like bug spray up. Mister never gets eaten by mosquitoes over here. Like just kind of you know gave himself a little like cologne mist oh. of bug spray. You know what we forgot to say? What? Um, was when we unpacked our suitcases. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness for them wineskins. Wait, you got to do the time travel sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> bouncing back here. Uh, while we were unpacking our suitcases on the when we just arrived, uh, one our whiskey bottle yeah. broke. Uh, basil Hayden. We brought a bottle of Basil yeah. Hayden. And, uh, yeah, something happened in transport. Um, the bottle was sh- like the bottom of the bottle like popped off. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Thank goodness for those vino skins or whatever they mm-hmm. were called that it was, uh, I mean, totally saved the suitcase. I mean, yeah, there was no liquid got out. <laughs> the, all the glass was still contained. Uh, we actually, um, poured it out very slowly. Yeah. Just barely cracked like the end seam. Yeah. And poured like three quarters th- of it. Yeah. Three yeah we didn't try to push our luck. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. tried to keep as much of that nasty glass stuff at the bottom and uh but poured it into our Belkin cups that we kept yeah um <laughs> and yeah so but all the other bottles fared well and everything was fine so uh threw the glass and cleaned up the bottle or the bag and because we were trying we we're gonna try to bring five bottles back with us yeah um or at least that was the game plan um so we didn't want to throw the bag out because then that meant one less bottle of rum to yeah. come home so um cleaned it out as best as possible and uh kept some of the whiskey and consumed mm-hmm. it later but yeah so that we did have a fatality and yeah. we were super stoked that we had these 
these Vino skins that I would highly, if you're traveling with any of these things, man, I would highly suggest. I know, suggest. I don't have one here. I returned them. They were on loan from my friend who took an entire suitcase of wine on her honeymoon. Yeah. And so she's got like 20 of them. And so I borrowed like five. <laughs> yeah. But if you're ever going to travel and you're ever taking booze or bringing stuff back, I mm-hmm. would highly suggest these things. They, they saved the suitcase. Yeah, they, they saved, saved the all suitcase. of our clothes. Yeah. That would have so. been totally gross. Yeah, definitely. So anyways, I don't ever get mosquito bites and or the North American mosquito yeah, no, does I've, not. I've seen mosquitoes land on him and then take off again. Yeah. Without biting him. They just touch down and then take back off again. Yeah, it's weird. Or if I guess if I do get bitten, they the he venom no or whatever doesn't or ever hurt me. Yet. No, so, I don't get pimples or marks or anything. Yeah. It's like... So the guide, the guide was like, all right, it's bug spray time, bug spray all around. And he's like, we're natives. We usually don't use bug spray, but we use bug spray on this excursion. Right. And once he said, I wasn't going to use bug spray until he said that. And I was like, okay, I'm all bug spray. Yeah. And so I shot my arms. I shot my legs. I shot my shirt. Barely. Yeah. Just a little. I just, just, exactly. Yeah. Like he was putting on, you know, a small layer of like cologne a, yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so and then you lathered up oh yeah and then as soon as we started walking it started raining yeah big time you know it it, the rainforest lived up to its reputation yeah and we had to go through a hand sanitizer place and we had to go get temperature checked by this like we had to like register our names yeah and And then hotel we were from right and then we started walking and pretty much as soon as we got into the actually from the parking lot to the rainforest it for the most part, it stopped raining. Yeah. The rain was nice because it kept it kind of cooler and it kept the bugs um, at bay, I mm-hmm. feel. So the hike was, uh, what was it, two and a half miles? About three miles round About trip. three miles round trip. 2.99 on my walk, okay. on my watch by the time we got back to the bus. Nice. So a mile and a half each way. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I would say, the first three quarters of the mile, a first mile. Yeah, the first mile. Was yeah. fairly flat. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Down to the base of the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And um, al- along the way, he um, the guides would talk about different plants that we saw. They gave us one and said it was the sweetest plant in the rainforest. Here, everyone take a leaf. We're going to eat it at the same time. And it was not the sweetest. No. It, it was, was called really bad. Uh, the bitter jackass tree. Yes. what it is. But he said it's really good for um, like killing parasites and stuff and soothing bug bites and yeah, what's all kinds the, of stuff. What's the one you get from the water? I always mix it up, so I'm going to ask <laughs> He you. always tries to call it gonorrhea. Yes. <laughs> A giardia. <laughs> but maybe it'll cure your gonorrhea too. <laughs> I don't know. But it is the cure for giardia. Yeah. Like if you have that, you're going to, you need to eat like two of these leaves or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it was interesting. And like we ate these little, um, these little mini coconuts and they're called cajon nuts. Yeah. Which is funny because it sounds like cajones. Right. And that's what they look like. Um, but they're just like little mini coconuts with no water in them really. It's just like yeah, really. Yeah, they're, they're like bigger than a walnut. Yeah. Barely. And it's just this really like oily coconut meat inside. So we ate some of that. Jimmy ate some termites. I did. They tasted like peanut butter. <laughs> I kid you not. They had this weird, like at first you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then they had this weird like scent flavor at the end of it that was very peanut butter-esque they were good and supposedly if you eat like a handful of those it's like seven grams of protein yeah and supposedly it'll sustain you for like five hours or something yeah 
So, Elysian five hour energy. Right. Yeah. He's like, you. where do you think five hour energy comes from, people? <laughs> Our tour guide. What was his name? His real name was Eric, Eric. but he went by Bruno. Yes. Some unfortunate Bruno Mars related. Um, Trioki. Yeah, Trioki. They Them don't have karaoke. They have Trioki yeah. where everybody tries to do karaoke. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Bruno, you know, he had he had jokes. So he, he was, was entertaining. Yeah. Charismatic guy. Him and I went back and forth a little bit on yeah. some dad jokes once in a while. He was a good guy. Funny. Yeah. And it, like our, his backstory was that his dad was his a dad tour was guard. a tour guy. Yeah. yeah. So in Belize, you only have to finish um, education through elementary school and it's almost free. You have to pay like a little like a fee to go to school. But if you can't pay it, they said you go anyways. Um, but then when you get to secondary, um, which I don't, I, I forget if they consider that like seventh and up or ninth and up, but yeah, I think whatever. it's seventh and up. Yeah. So you have to get your elementary school education. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like up to you. Like you want to go on to high school and then university or whatever. Do you want to go on to trade school, whatever? And so his dad was a tour guide. And so kind of like after elementary school or something, he kind of, said forget that i'm going in the tour guide business and would do tours and stuff with his dad and he's been doing it ever since doing it ever since yeah i don't know how old do you think he was oh gosh i don't know maybe early 30s i'd say early 30s early 30s yeah yeah so he's he's been guiding and collecting bad jokes for for a long long time time. (laughs) (laughs) but he was a good guide Mm -hmm. funny it was a i mean when we when i was when we hopped out at the bottom at the at the parking lot this bruno is probably 510 yeah big, 300 big and something pounds yeah he's a big dude very round he said he gained weight during covid yeah. which i'm like well how much of that did you gain <laughs> and uh i'm like dude this guy is going to go on the waterfall hike with us and he was like a billy goat he said the first time he did it after cuz he does it like 2 days a week or something yeah. like that and so um, Belize was like shut down, especially for tourism and things like that. So he was home for nine months mm-hmm. and he said he was all excited when he could like do the tour again. You know, he's like, ah, I get to go on the hike again after doing it so many times. And he, he said he almost died like yeah, the first time doing it. it. So I could see it. He's done it a few times like the past couple months, I think. So he's like starting to get back into it. But yeah. So you go chugging along. We kind of stopped at the base of the waterfall, took some pictures. It was really pretty. And then it was like, all right, up and up and up. Yeah. The next half a mile was mm-hmm. like a thousand feet vertical. Yeah. And so they, I mean, compared to the crazy nonsense we did in Hawaii, which is a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, this, at least they had, they were, they were ready for you. They had ropes. Um, they had steps. Um, there was like tree roots you could grab onto. It was so... Some people in the group were struggling. There's one, one, one person one didn't go behind. on. Yeah. yeah. From that, like started to go up and said, nah, no, I'm turning around. Yeah. It was like too much. And then there was a couple of people huffing and puffing. Um, but w- we did fine. Yeah. We were fine. Yeah. And the uh, Germans were fine. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there was a, there was a good core group of us that didn't have any problems. Uh, they did main, you know, wanted to watch that when there was ropey sections or, you know, these weird, um, obstacle areas that, you know, one person goes through the person in front waits to make sure that they clear the person behind them waits until they clear the obstacle. And then you continue to do that. They did have a, for a long time, they had a guide in the front and the back. Salman was mm-hmm. in the back, but once the one person stayed behind, he stayed with her. Yeah. And so, um, 
just another family was sort of taking up the rear and they were they were the ones that were struggling so it's mm-hmm. kind of like they should have been near the front yeah uh it was not difficult but it was mentally <laughs> challenging yeah. a little bit i mean it wasn't i don't know it wasn't like shoots and ladders but it was definitely you had to pay, had attention, to pay attention to absolutely. what you're doing so we got up to the top i mean a little while later um there was a, a spot on the way up that it was a lookout uh but we passed that and we went up to the waterfall and i mean coming over the hill it was a gorgeous view it was a gorgeous it was raining on us so the water wasn't clear it was muddy yeah um because of the silt was running into the water but i mean there was a swimming hole and a little waterfall falling Mm -hmm. into the swimming hole and then a jumping rock and mm -hmm. they were ready for you again they had and then this was a national park so it was maintained by the government these ropes and everything and then there's there was like a rope so you could climb up the jumping rock and jump off yeah which uh, I went up there and I set up a GoPro, hopped off, and then uh, swam around a little bit. Went back up there, and I jumped too. Did you? Yeah, that's right. You did. <laughs> did you, we I? we jumped at the same time. I jumped off all the things. You did. Even the two story one. I yeah. was proud of you. Anyway, that's uh, further down the road. Yeah. So yeah, so we uh, we jumped off and then I went back up. Waited for some lady to try to climb the rope ladder, which and she was having a hard time. I'm standing there with time. my phone forever waiting to try to get a video of Jimmy jumping off. And then yeah. like, so I turned off my phone and then he's like, okay, you ready? And then I was like trying to turn it back on, open the camera again, turn it to video. And then before I could like press record, somebody does a backflip off the waterfall. <laughs> yeah. A backflip uh, and uh, popped up and you were like, I didn't get it. I was like, I need to do it again. And then Bruno was like, no more backflips. <laughs> no more backflips. But he's like, I got it on he's video. He's like, I got it. I'll get it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, swam around there, swam into the waterfall, hung yeah. out there for a moment. It was um, beautiful. It was, the water was chilly, but it was nice after the hike. Yeah, it felt good. It wasn't like cold. Yeah. Was, but it was colder than the ocean was at our resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was colder than the pool was the at the resort. Colder than the pool, that's for sure. Uh, and then we stopped at the little lookout on the way home. And on the way down. On yeah. the way down. And it was a beautiful view of like overlooking a valley. I mean. They like gave a, us cookies at the top. Mm-hmm. Cookies. We always. Cookies were our, our snack. Yeah. On any excursion. It we was cookies. cookies. Different kinds of cookies. Yeah. Homemade. At their, well, resort made. Mm-hmm. But they weren't like store bought. They were tasty. Yeah, they were good. But it, they, were, they were smart about that. Like at every everything they'd be like, all right, everyone takes water. And then they would like. At key points in the tour, they would keep your blood sugar up and like, you know, mm-hmm. pass around the cookies. So they, they knew what they were doing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was gorgeous. We saw kind of a toucan in the distance. Yeah. Um, we saw a blue morph of butterfly. We did. By. Yeah. That was lovely. Um, what else? I have my little notes here. Um, lots of bird of paradise flowers. Um, different kinds. And lots of epiphytes, which I really like epiphytes. Yeah. Yeah, there were. We, well, that was a really cool, there was a really cool tree um, with oh, yeah, these with massive roots. roots. Yeah. Sort of like the roots and trees from Jurassic Park when they found the egg. That was a, they had that really cool one. Yeah. I mean, the whole time, like Jimmy was just talking away to, um, we called them the Germans. Only one of them was German. See, the funny thing is at the resort, um, all the resorts in Belize are fairly small and ours was a big one for, I mean, our, a typical size, large 
quote unquote mm-hmm. resort. Um, but still pretty small. I mean, we were calculating and we think maximum a hundred people could be there at like full, full capacity. And so you kind of got to know the people that were there, especially if they arrived around the same time as you, but like we, neither of us could, no one could ever remember names. So it, it just became like geographical. Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. So and they like, were from Atlanta. Yeah. But the wife was German. So we just yeah. referred to them as the Germans. <laughs> yeah. And they all spoke German. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and he had a GoPro. So I started asking him about his, he had a uh, GoPro five session and I was like, how do you like the session? So we started this mm-hmm. tech talk and then we pretty much talked the whole way down the yeah. hell about, and he Jimmy, was in it and yeah. we talked about Jimmy that. just kept asking like, Oh, you know how, I mean, asking me questions or whatever. And I was just like pretty quiet. I think the whole time, just cause it was so amazing and just so beautiful. And I was just taking it all in. Mm-hmm. So we recorded a lot of video. Yeah. Hopefully you make videos out of it, I but I really don't it. have anything. I think I just said like, Oh yeah, that was awesome. And I think I said it was awesome like five times. Cause I had no words. It was just so, it was so beautiful. It was just really breathtaking. Yeah. It was uh, it, shockingly coming from California. It was so green down oh, there. Just so green. Oh yeah. <laughs> California is yeah. so dead right just now. In the middle of a so dry, yeah. so brown. And we fly down over all these, like so much water there. So it's all green. It rained on us that night, uh, Mm -hmm. the night before. uh, I mean, the night that, you know, the first night there. And it rained on us the second night there. Um, So, yeah, the waterfall tour was only a half day. So we Mm -hmm. came back, um, got lunch, hung out around the pool, had drinks. And just basically relaxed the rest of the day away. It Mm -hmm. was lovely. Got... um, I think we got dinner and that was really, I mean, we hung out for a little bit, but then went to bed fairly early again. Because we had to get up even earlier the next day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This was because we were going on the... Mayan Ruin Tour. Mayan Ruins Tour, which was really cool. It was really cool. And normally that's not the day our resort does it, but we really wanted to go on it. And so their sister resort takes the Mayan ruin tour on Friday and they needed Bruno and they needed one of the vans from our resort. And so, um, they let us go on it. So we headed off with Bruno and went and, um, met up with some people from the Coco Plum resort. Yeah. Um, and that who are both expats that were in our, in yeah. our group. And they were, um, they lived, I mean, the Coco Plum resort is an Island. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. But then again, then you're like, Every time you want to get off the island, it's a half an hour boat ride. So yeah. it's not like you're kind of, uh, your travel's a little restricted, I guess. But they sounded like they were having a good time over there, and I'm sure they were. Yeah. Um, to get to the Mayan ruins, we had, you drive more or less three hours mm-hmm. across, across Belize. Across the country, almost to the Guatemalan border. Yeah, right at the Gra- Guatemalan border. Um, it was kind of mm-hmm. crazy because, I mean, we drove there, we went to a... Um, a gift shop. Yeah. You got some uh, jewelry. Yeah. Laramar. Some stone called Laramar. Yeah. And some like sterling silver jewelry. It was pretty. Um, yeah. It was nice because it was a, a little cross section of Belize that we saw. It was along the Hummingbird Highway is what it was called. And it was just really, I mean, you're just going through all these towns. And we went through the capital city of Belmopan. Belmopan? I don't know. Yeah, Belmopan. So Belize City used to be the capital, but it was getting hit and destroyed by hurricanes. So they moved the capital city inland more. Yeah. So it would be protected. So, so it, it, it was kind of, it was neat to see like a whole, like a cross section of the country, so to speak. 
And then uh, we took a pretty groovy little ferry ride. Yeah, across the that's river. what I was. I wanted to talk about. It was interesting. They had this like ferry that you cranked to cross the river. A hand crank ferry. A hand crank. They had ferry. a guy cranking it. Too. Yeah, it wasn't like a motor <laughs> or a guy on a bicycle. It was a guy cranking away uh, with you know turning this drum, moving yourself Poor across the, the. It wasn't a big river. I mean, no. it was. Maybe a hundred yards. No, not even not fifty even yards. 50 if yeah. yeah, and so that the ferry was on two guide wires that shot on each side of the ferry across the river, and then it was another guide wire that he cranked and he moved us along. When they pulled the vans on, they drove them to the front. Everybody then loaded on, and when they moved the vans forward, it like lifted the ferry off of the the ground and started moving the ferry across the way when the guy was cranking. But then when we got halfway through the river, they had to move the vans to the back of the, the ferry. So it would lift the nose up so that they would have the clearance to uh, go to land. And then the ferries disembarked and we all loaded back up. And then from there, it was only like a mile. Yeah, but maybe. If yeah. Up the hill into the parking lot. <clears throat> and it was a Shunantunit uh, Archaeological Reserve. Nice job. Thank you. Did you spell it phonetically on here? No, oh. I just remember like Shu. That's all I remember, but I didn't remember anything else. Yeah, the rest of it's easy. Um, so it was just this big complex of Mayan ruins. Um, yeah, it was really... It was... Um, not all of it is exhumed by any means, Um they had quite a lot of, they had some very large structures though. Um, and mostly they rely not on government funding, but on outside universities coming in and doing archeological uh, work. And there's an actual active dig going on. And I guess two days earlier, there was archeologists working there. Um, like, so you could like see it going down. But when we were there, it was like half of it, half of it was exhumed and the other half was like under a layer of dirt still. So it was kind of neat to see um, the process. We saw some spider monkeys mm -hmm. we got there, some leaf cutter ants. Yeah, right at the entrance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we were walking, it was super humid there. Oh, my gosh. It was very it was humid. so hot. And it was very hot. And you had and to wear a mask, mm -hmm. like, the whole time. And it yeah. was just, like, making your face one on just, like, Yeah, there was, like, military guards walking mm -hmm. around. And it was funny because they would walk around and then we'd look at them and then like when they'd come into view they we'd see them put their masks on yeah and then we'd have to put and our masks we on we would be putting our masks they'd on they'd go past with their guns and stuff and then everyone would like it, sneak their masks back down yeah then <laughs> even them they were doing it too so yeah. yeah it was hot so we we were sort of jumping from shade to shade and getting our lectures of the area mm -hmm. but it was it's just neat to see the way that they you know they they made everything out of limestone you know, they were cutting it down, making it fit. They had their own sort of method to make mortar, which, mm -hmm. what do they call it? White lime? Yeah. And uh, and they made a powder out of limestone and then made it, they yeah, mixed it up. Yeah, they would like bake the limestone until it exploded and then make a powder out of it. And Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And just interesting to see how they had... Um, how the Mayan calendar reacted or how they worked with the Mayan calendar within the city because they had these... Oh, it was, it was for the seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had like three structures and then they on one side of the 
area city i guess mm-hmm. and then they had um like a watchtower on the other side of the city and if you stood at the watchtower and you looked and saw where the sun passed through um it you know like the one on the the north i guess um like if it passed through there that was at the summer solstice and then the one in the middle was at the vernal equinox or autumnal equinox and then the one at the far end was the winter solstice yeah and I thought it was really interesting that they had three. I was like, why aren't there four? Right. But the thing was that what it, the equinoxes. Yeah. The sun's ha- at the same Happen position. in the same yeah. location. Right. So it was, it would go summer, equinox, winter, equinox, summer. And they would just be bouncing back and forth as, and they would track the sun movement and they would know the seasons. They'd know when they need to be planting. Pa- passing of years. Passing you know? of years. Exactly. And so they were, they had this really accurate complex calendar yeah it was it was just really amazing and the main temple like the holy one was huge huge and you could still walk on it because i I understand there's some that you can't climb anymore like would they close i know that you can't climb chichen itza anymore so this one you could climb and they recommended doing it on all fours kind of like a little kid scurrying up the staircase kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that's the easy comfortable way of doing it yeah, because so. the Mayan, the Mayans, especially back then, they were like super short, four foot. Well, more than that, but probably like four eleven or something. I don't know. They were short people. Yeah, and these were big steps. They were tall. They were like sixteen inches tall. Yeah, and maybe eight to ten inches of uh, you know, base to put your foot on. So they were vastly taller than they were than long the, yeah. or wide or however you want to say. Yeah, it, than the step. So yeah, they were. It was semi difficult to climb, you but know. It was so we could go up there and take pictures from up there. There was um, uh, some carving. You were calling them frescoes, but mm-hmm. like there was like carvings, decorative carvings, like this band around the main temple. It was only still around on two sides, but it was really impressive, really nice carvings. And he was explaining the significance. Like one of them was, I think, the sun god is like the cross-eyed one. And then there's like a fertility symbol. There's this big um, like uterus <laughs> yeah. on the side of it. Um, it was it was kind of, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And they were, he was t- giving us a little lesson about the Mayans were one of two cultures that developed uh, the placeholder of zero. Mm-hmm. Um, the Greeks and the Mayans both had them roughly about the same time, but completely different, you know, sides of the world. And no communication between them. So they each developed it um, at the, you know, within their own brains, which is pretty neat. The Greeks, which is decimal 10, which we pretty much use these days, um, you know, is just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, reset. Where the Mayans reset at 20. They have 20 figures. And yeah, base 20 and 20 figures. And then there's resets. So it's a much more complex. It was really, I mean, we learned, we could talk about the stuff we learned there for like an hour. Yeah. It was, it was pretty amazing, but we got to see, um, they had like a little casino kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They had ball court. Yeah. Um, One of the inter- most interesting things I thought that the Mayans did, and I, I don't think it helped them much in their civilization, is that the winners of the ball courts 
got sacrificed. Yeah. The winner, the the most superior people always got sacrificed. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, how do you, how do you, I mean, I understand that. There's no know, all-star team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never going to be. Never going to be the all-star team. Right. And, and you're always eliminating the most valuable people. Yeah. So it's kind of. That was silly. Yeah. They always looking they, back on it. Bloodletting you know. and sacrifices were always by nobles, top athletes, things like that. Mm-hmm. Only the best for the gods. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you're going to go to Belize, I highly suggest to go taking that tour that you learn a lot. It was um, really interesting to see if you've ever seen any like Aztec or American Indian, um, you know, buildings, it's there. It's different. It's not really the same. They, I mean, they build it differently. You know, it's, um, just really interesting structures. They, the interesting layouts, they still have like a temple in the middle. And then, you know, to one side is where the gods and the Kings lived. And to the other side was where the peasants and the, you know, the nobodies lived and yeah, they weren't they had, allowed to. Yeah. They definitely had a class class yeah, system. You for weren't sure. allowed to mingle with each other. So it was, it was really interesting to learn about, um, that just everything that they had. So. It was kind of funny though, like, you know, we'd stop and listen, you know, to our tour guide for a while. And then we saw the new inhabitants of the Mayan ruins, mm-hmm. which was just a shit ton of iguanas. Yes. Everywhere. Iguanas everywhere. You just, you know, they're just like standing there looking out over the temple, you know, asking yeah. you what you're doing there. Yeah. So it, that was fun. I got a lot of video footage there. We met some lady named Stacy. I don't remember her last name. You wrote it down. Stacy something or other. She was moving to she was moving to Belize permanently. Stacy Strickland. We met there some lady named Stacy Strickland. And uh she, yeah, she's moving to Belize and she was shooting some video um so her parents could uh follow her along. But she has a YouTube channel, so I, I haven't yet checked it out, but I was I need to do that and see if she's got any footage of uh us in Belize. So that might be fun to see. Uh, on the way home, we went across the bridge again. We went to lunch. Yeah. Um, I had some carnitas dish. And uh, then uh, it was a good opportunity to try all the hot sauce. Yeah. So they have a famous hot sauce in Belize called Marie Sharps. Um, and it's a female-owned company. She employs at least 80% women. Um, it's non-automated as much as humanly possible. Get it humanly possible because she wants to hire, you know, maximum people. And in her will, it's like it has to go to her children and they're not allowed to sell it and they're not allowed to automate it. So um, she's trying to keep it like a big part of the economy. And there was probably like five or six different kinds of hot sauce at the restaurant. Yeah. We were trying to go on a tour of the Marie Sharps because it was not very far from the hotel we were at, but they were just opening up again to tours after COVID and it was like, it wasn't working out. Yeah. Timing didn't work out. Yeah. They, uh, we were our only day available was Saturday and they were kind of like, yeah, we're not open on Saturday. So, um, but yeah, I did try. I mean, I tried from the, you know, the low, low key one, which is like their green one to their like buzzed, which has a picture of a wasp on it. And, um, Bruno, the tour guide was kind of shocked. He was like, don't try that one. You're going to, you're going to need wet wipes at two in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it was good. It was fun. All of them are like different vegetable bases. Like the yeah. regular one is carrot based. Mm-hmm. The green one is cactus based. Um, there's a mango based one. Like they all have like a different base. And then they're all, um, they all use habanero peppers, but they all have like a different vegetable base. So they have really interesting flavors. Yeah. 
They were tasty. It mm-hmm. was good. Uh, let's see. We cruised home after yep. that. We stopped at an ice cream ice place. Cream. It was a dairy, and they sold like unpasteurized milk and mm-hmm. everything. And um, they I had got, amazing ice cream. Yeah, I got a coffee float. Yeah, it was pretty tasty and got in seconds. And I had coconut ice cream. It was delicious. Yeah. So then it was like, you know, a long ass drive home and it was even longer for us because we had to drop off the people at the other resort and do a little bit of van shuffling and stuff to get us back there. And then like we should have called it a night that night. Yeah. But we didn't. Nope. We went to <laughs> we the, went to the, the lounge. The lounge. They just um they built this amazing like structure. Like a club. Well, a, they, well they, they built like the whole, it's like a whole like lobby. Yeah. There was a lobby. There was a conference room. There was the club. club. There was a restaurant. There was um, five or six bed, 10 bedrooms. Uh, I'd say a, like 10 a bedrooms. sauna, spa. The spa. Yeah. And then there's a third floor that has nothing going on. Yeah. Yet. It's just and empty. so they were doing like a soft open of the, their the club. AKA club. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we went and closed that down that night. <laughs> We were out by the tiki bar, like by the the pool bar, wondering why no one was there. Mm-hmm. And then and we, we figured it out. out. Yeah, <laughs> we figured it out. So, so yeah, so that was that was fun. Yeah, and then went to bed. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday and Sunday we had uh, nothing planned. Yeah, we uh, that was one was of Jimmy's stipulations. Mm-hmm. Was I wasn't allowed to plan stuff for every single day. He had to have at least one day. I wanted off. one day to relax, <laughs> lounge by the beach drink Mai Tais or pina coladas and work on my tan. Yeah. Well, you know what? Our f- our favorite drink that we discovered. Oh, not, yeah. Not pina coladas. No. No. Mango mango coladas. Yes. With like half of a fresh mango in it. It was delicious. It was like a boozy mango smoothie. Yeah. Uh, it was super good. Mm-hmm. So on Saturday, we pretty much did that. I, oh, we had the golf cart. We had the golf cart. Mm-hmm. So we took that into town in the morning. Jimmy tried to like, tried to get, I tried to do donuts and get squirrely. It was so underpowered. <laughs> it was sad. It, I was very disappointed. I, we went off roading though. We, we went did. off the paved road. We did because the road ended. Yeah. <laughs> that was There's it. really only like one main um, paved road through town. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it's one way. And it's one way, but like everyone's like, screw that. Like going into town is one way paved, but everyone going out of town is like, I'm not going to take the dirt road. So it used to be apparently a two way road. And then when they paved it, they made it one way and everyone was like, no. So they just like ignore the one way road sign. Buses and cars and golf carts and bicycles and everything all over this road. Two way in it. Yeah. It was fun. So we uh, took the golf cart in and we uh, went to Nice Cream. Yep, that was delicious. They had, it was an ice cream parlor in town, one of the only somewhat touristy places to Mm -hmm. go to. Uh, We were in what, Hopkins? Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. We were in Hopkins. That's um, where our resort was. That's where the resort was. And there really wasn't much to do in Hopkins. No. Not uh, really. Might have been There's more a fun few to grocery stores. Yeah, because there was quite a few bars. There was but, a few bars open. But none, well, none of well, them were open yeah. when we were cruising around. Right. Um. So yeah, Ella's cool spot looked pretty cool. Yeah, the beachcomber sounded fun. Yeah, but we they were they were closed. No drinking before noon, apparently. Right. Wah, um, wah. Yeah, but oh, we I got, got some ice cream. We went to the grocery store, bought souvenirs. Yeah. Which we, means... Um, f- I think we bought four bottles of... Did we buy five, five, five bottles, bottles of, of rum, rum? And a bunch of bottles of hot sauce. Yeah, like <laughs> 10. <laughs> it's nuts. I think we kept three. Yeah. Five. 
And then five we handed out. So we ate eight bottles of hot sauce. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we kept three. Yeah. Um, we went to a souvenir shop. Souvenir shop. So we wanted to like knock out all of our shopping. Mm-hmm. Bought um, some things for the family and friends. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, took the go- golf cart to the far end. Yeah, that's right. We went down the road the other way. Mm-hmm. And out, it was out of town farther than our hotel. More resorts and um, people's vacation And then, homes. yeah, it turned into like just people's houses. Yeah. We saw a lot for sale right on the beach, right on the water. And it was $130,000. Yeah. For And I don't know what how big steal. the lot was, but actually. Beachfront property. I think it, yeah. You get beachfront property here in California, it's millions. Grand. Yeah. Unless it's like a rocky cliff. Yeah. I mean, this is like connected to a city. I mean, right? a city. I mean, a village. They call them villages. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's paved roads and there was quite a few grocery stores. There was a pharmacy. There was, uh, there was you know. Like yeah. you're not out in the middle of like nowhere by any means. And you're only half an hour from the little, the local airport yeah, that you can get the puddle cool. jumper from. Yeah. So we should life buy goals. one there. Life goals. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then that's pretty much, um, we just kind of like chilled that afternoon. Um, we thought with the honeymoon package, we got like a private dinner where they'd set it up on the beach for you all nice. You have a private server. They ask you what you want to have for dinner and they pretty much make you anything that you want kind of thing. And so uh, we, we even asked that morning, like, cause I couldn't remember if our private dinner was Saturday or Sunday. And I even asked the guy, there was only one employee I didn't like. Yeah. Only one. Only one. Only one. We won't mention names. We won't mention his name. But there was one employee we didn't like just because he kept getting things he te- wrong. Yeah, he was telling us wrong information. Like left and right. Ugh. So. Anyways. Um, so I checked in with them that morning. It was like, hey, is tonight our dinner or is it tomorrow night? No, it's tonight. We're all ready for you. 6.30. Like, okay. And then so, you know, we we take yeah. showers. I put makeup on, which makeup is hard to put on when it's like... I mean, it was only, humidity. yeah, exactly. It was like upper eighties the whole time we were there. But like when it's 80% humidity, it feels a lot hotter than 80 something degrees. Um, and so we get all gussied up, get the nice bottle of champagne, walk on down there. And then one of our favorite servers, Lorraine, like she comes popping out and she's like, <laughs> she's <Assistant>. like, Jimmy, <laughs> and like, get over here. That's not your table. That's not for you. You're tomorrow night. And it's like, oh. And then there's this other honeymoon couple that was like. They were right on our heels. They were right on our heels. So that was lame. Mm-hmm. And so we went and changed because we didn't want to like mess up our like. No. One fancy outfit. And we, we grabbed a bo- our, the bottle, of, bottle wine. of wine. And then we went back down to the club, found our favorite bartender, shared a little bit of wine with them. Sat there and hung out for a while so we didn't have to watch the other couple enjoying our table. Right. <laughs> and then we had a late dinner and then we went back to the club, closed it on down again. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, that, was, that was a much more fun night. That was a more fun night. He, yeah. We had the bartender was uh, giving us parlor tricks where he was uh, uh, asking us to do some things with like chopsticks and, you know, here's this design, change the design toothpicks. to toothpicks. Thank yeah. you. He was making little figures out of toothpicks and saying, okay, uh, this is five squares, change it to four squares and two moves. Right. Things like that. 
Um, and he had a bunch of different little like puzzles with toothpicks and with drinking glasses and knives and all kinds of stuff. And so he was, he was a lot of fun. And then, uh, we were there with some of the, the people that were more like our age. There's these, um, three guys from Colorado. Um, there's these three sisters from, I don't know. I don't know, they I don't were, know where they were from. I don't know. They were like the Bohemians, the Bohemian sisters. Yeah. Um, they were all completely different. They were all very different. Yeah. Only one of them was Bohemian. <laughs> yeah. So there was, then that was the youngest one. Yeah. And she had like dreadlocks. Then there was a cute little blonde girl. And then there was like a tall brunette mm-hmm. and they were like all completely different looking, but they're all sisters. It yeah. was weird. Milkman. Um, yeah, exactly. And then there was like another couple on their honeymoon from the SoCal honeymoon. Yeah. As we refer to they, them. A uh, thousand island, thousand, thousand live oaks. I don't know. Somewhere uh, in Southern California. Know, from SoCal. SoCal honeymooners. Um, so yeah, we were having, a, we were having a good time. Uh, we were doing, doing shots and <laughs> all oh. kinds of other nonsense. Oh, that's when we met Adele. Oh yeah. 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 One of the few names that you remember, cause you don't often meet a man named Adele no. and he was a former Navy SEAL. Yeah. And he was there with his on and off girlfriend cause his parents were already paying for a room for him and were like, you want to bring someone? Yeah, might as well bring someone. Yeah. Um, so they're interesting couple. And so I don't know, there's like 10 of us in the little club and doing puzzles and taking shots and just bullshitting and having a good time. And yeah, then they kicked us out at like 1230. Mm -hmm. Like no more. You're not staying as late as you were. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So went to bed. Uh, let's see. What did it? So, uh, Monday. Nope. We're on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, that was Saturday. Shoot, <laughs> it was a long Sunday. Saturday. Sunday we slept in. Yeah, because for quite a while we were, we were long over. <laughs> yeah, I'll say we drank a lot of rum. This, a lot that of trip. rum, and that we were was getting our money's worth. We definitely got our money's worth for the all inclusive, <laughs> but I did not get as drunk as much as I expected for the amount of alcohol I drank. Yeah, I well, you weren't trying hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think that some of them were watered down. Could be. You just had to drink more. Yeah. You had to persist. I just needed more water. Yeah, exactly. Sunday was another like low-key relaxing day. Mm-hmm. We went for a little walk trying to find... Um, oh, on Saturday, I forgot. Saturday, we were like on a stroll and Jimmy found a coconut and then went on this like mission to crack open the coconut. I needed to be MacGyver. Yeah, he, he did. Gilligan. Need to be Gilligan, sure. Gilligan MacGyver, and so like I found him a rock to like a cinder block to like put it on, and I found you some little shard or something like that. Yeah, but, you found me a chunk of a cracked coconut. Yeah, but he was so taking way too long, like and knife. I was just standing there getting bitten by like sand fleas. And after five minutes, I was like, "Bye." Mm-hmm. And so I I journeyed farther down the beach, and I found these swings. Yeah, the swing set that was in the ocean. And that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and then um, MacGyver Gilligan was walking very proudly with his cracked open coconut and it was delicious. It was good. It was really, really good. Yeah. They would, the coconut water was tasty. Yeah. And uh, the meat was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. So it was, it was very nice. Funny because I went, when we got back, I gave some to the Germans and the Germans were like, oh, this is what coconuts taste like. It was yeah, kind of funny. I was like, have really you never good. had a coconut? So Sunday we like went for a nice long walk on the beach 
just a lot of hanging out. We did some stand up paddle boarding mm-hmm. a few it was, times. Was it was super placid? That was Tuesday when it was mega mega placid. Oh, but we would right. we would find our opportunities. We'd be like, oh, the sea's pretty calm right now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go paddle boarding. Yeah, because we would we'd go out and sometimes it's choppy and sometimes it was fairly smooth. But we yeah we went paddle boarding and what was it Saturday that we went paddle boarding and I fell like seven times and you didn't fall at all because uh, I am the master yeah I, just, I found as soon my as I, I fell, found my sport of choice late as, in life as soon as I fell once I did, it didn't matter to me if I fell again I didn't and the fall water time. the water was the same temperature as the air yeah it was it was really lovely yeah. warm waves but not really any serious waves it's easy to go swim and hang mm-hmm. out in. Um, we also on Sunday went to that. Did our little field trip. Went our field trip to the bar uh, down the road or down the beach a little bit. And they had a really cool pier that went out into the ocean and it was like two stories tall. And on the second story, they had a bar. But on the first story, they had these like air quotes trampolines. But it was yeah. these like They were mesh, like these nets. Nets, yeah. Slung out over the water um, like little trampolines. Like, hammocky net kind of thing everywhere bouncy yeah they were signs everywhere like these are not trampolines and it's Mm -hmm. like okay well i would always see kids like bouncing around on the bottom part yeah but they also had a rope swing yep and a little platform that you could kind of jump off of swing out into the ocean and then on the second story there was the bar like i said and so we got some beers and then to use a credit card all i brought was a credit card so use a credit card there you had, uh, I think it was like 30 bucks. It was 30 Belizean, yeah. yeah. So 15 bucks. So we had to, oh darn, we had to buy four we, beers. Yeah, so we bought some beers, uh. sat up there and drank. And while we were sitting up there, they had some uh, of that mesh yeah, netting more of those, hanging out yeah, more over of those the ocean. Bed kind of thing. On the second story, yeah. Yeah. And then they also had like, they had swings up there too. That's right, they did. On, like swings on these metal tracks. So you mm-hmm. could slide the swing and you could swing on it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. And then they had these platforms mm-hmm. to, uh, on between the hammock n- nets. So you could walk out to the edge and fall off the second story yeah. if you wanted. Yeah. And so while we were there. This bar would not be allowed in no, the United States. not at all. <laughs> Drink some alcohol. There's no rail on this side of the bar. <laughs> right? And we actively encourage you to jump off of it. And Feel there's a rope free. swing down below. Have fun. Right. <laughs> so while we were there. What could possibly This like around? group of local teenagers yeah. showed up. And, you know, as a teacher, I've encountered many groups of teenagers and it's just like, oh, gosh, here comes 25 teenagers. This is going to be fun. But they were the most like polite teenagers. They stayed out of people's way. They had a couple younger kids with them and they were very like cognizant of the kids and like not running them over and like kind of checking in on them and Mm -hmm. not trying to throw them off the top or anything like that. And um, they were just having a great time. They were just having a great Sunday afternoon doing the rope swing, diving off the platform, laying around on the little trampoline beds. And the bar didn't chase them out or anything. Yeah, was, the bar was cool with it all. Yeah, it was really, it was a really sweet moment. Yeah. And those kids were just having having a good, wholesome, good time. Yeah, it was pretty, it was fun. Like I was jumped off the second story a few times, you know, and I was like uh, jumped and did a back flip and then I uh, did a one and a half front flips and uh, you know, and the locals are kind of not egging me on, but they're enjoying it also. Yeah. And they were doing the same thing. Like a guy would do a backflip and then I would went and did a backflip and we were, you know, it was cool to see them do it and they were happy to see me do it. And I just jumped off. Yeah. 
<laughs> you did jump off though. I did jump off. It was high. It was it's not two stories. It, it might was have like been a little more. Yeah. It was it wasn't like a traditional no. second you story. Were, you were a few feet off the ocean and then Anyways, it was and another, then it was more it was more than a two like, story rise. Well, it's like another ten feet up or something least. like that. Yeah. So it was up there. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really lovely moment, lovely afternoon. And then we strolled up the beach a little farther to actually kind of spy on the resort that we almost stayed at. Yeah. And I'm glad we stayed at the one that we did. I do. In, in I was too. too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that one was full because they didn't look like they're having as fun of a time no. as we were. Not at for all. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So we uh, strolled back. Mm-hmm. We went and cleaned ourselves up again. Yep. Uh, and then we went down to our dinner. Mm-hmm. Yes, our actual dinner. Our oh, actual dinner. And this was the 4th of July, by, by yes. the way. It was, there's nothing like spending the 4th of July in a British Commonwealth. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy 4th of July, everybody. We're out of the country. Yeah. Well, in the country that we are declaring our independence from. from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. But um, they had they had a lot of um, decorations and stuff. Mm-hmm. They put out like special linens and they did special flower arrangements. They set up a buffet um, and they had some entertainment come in. They had some Garifuna uh, drumming group from town come in and perform. And so all that was going on also on top of the fact that we had our special romantic dinner. So Jimmy asked for lobster because lobster season just started a few days before we got there. Started on Saturday. So the day before. before, And they gave him a big ass lobster tail. They did. Yeah. It was massive. So that was was good. I don't, I don't partake of the flesh. So I had, um, it was called chocho, (laughs) (laughs) which was my mom's like fake word for vagina growing up. So, um, that was funny. And I, I told my daughter that too. And she started laughing. Yeah. I said I had chocho. You posted that on Facebook and uh, (laughs) Bobby Q was like, she just said chocho. So I don't think it's just your mom's mom's, fake word. Okay. I think more people know that one. Maybe it's just like Mexican slang. I think so. Yeah. So I had some stuffed chocho for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. And then we had our nice bottle of champagne and then we kind of would get up and go listen to the drummers. And then we just kind of, hung out over by the pool for a little bit. And then we called it a night, you know, after a few nights of some serious closing down of the club. Yeah. We needed to, we needed a fairly early night. And we also on Monday had another excursion Yep, back at it. And this was another long one. It was like a, this was our cave tube slash zip lining excursion. Um, and it was a two hour bus ride. Yeah. So not three hours, but we still went to the capital city of Belmopan and then hung a right this time. Yep. Instead of going straight. Stopped at a different gift shop, but this one was really cool, actually. It was called the Art Box Mm -hmm. and it had a really neat architecture on the outside and a bunch of stuff on the inside and everything was really like fairly priced. Yeah. I thought. Had a good coffee shop on the inside. It was a pretty cool little spot. It was a cool spot. Yeah. Um, So we stopped there for like a little bio break and just stretch legs and souvenir shopping. Yeah. There was 34 people going on our our trip and there was one annoying family. We haven't mentioned. There was like 11 of them. Yeah. With like a bunch of little kids and like no one wanted to be in the van with them, you know, understandably. Um, I would like my, my daughter wouldn't be cool with like a two hour bus ride. She would be whining and stuff. So, I mean, no surprise, Yeah, but still, um, we were a big group and so it was like a t- two hour bus ride. 
So they split us up into two buses. Yeah. They put that family into one bus yeah. and they put everybody else into everybody the other bus. Everyone else was like, I want to be on the other bus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was cool. We went to the zip lining place. Again, we had to wear our masks when we were in like the common area. But once we were past like where they, you know, strapped us all into our equipment and got out onto like the pass, we could take our masks off, which was good because it was another hot, hot day. It was very day. humid. And luckily we were doing it in the right order. So we started with zip lining and we were going to end with the cave tubing. Right. Because it was super hot, super yeah. humid. We got sweaty walking around from um, but it was cool it was like you're cruising from like like jungle tree house to jungle tree house yeah. it was a really neat lush beautiful little walk between the the zip lines and it was mm-hmm. gorgeous yeah but i was trying to state that it was we got hot well, and yeah. then we jumped in the water yeah yeah we cool. did that we did the correct order for sure but after zip lining was a lot of fun yeah because we had the pineapples and coconut drinks yeah so there's there's the pineapple guy and he would cut open a pineapple and gore it out, or he'd chop the top off of the coconut and have you drink it down. Um, and then he had ice, he had uh, juice, and then he had like dark, all the rums. Dark rum. Did he have coconut rum? No, he didn't have coconut, but he, he had light. He had light. light rum and dark rum, yeah. and you were allowed to pour the rum. And now his rum was definitely watered down, yeah. because it's like, all right, I feel, I feel like I filled this thing halfway up with rum. And I drank it down just fine and I'm still standing, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was free refills. Yeah, it was free so refills. Like, so okay. yeah. Um, but it was still good. I had a nice like fresh drink. We had lunch. Uh we changed. Um and the zip lines were cool, by the way, but my only gripe is that they, they were like too short, you know. You're like having fun and then it was like over. Yeah, there was like six. It was yeah. The last two were really cool. You like they were pretty long expanses and you went across this like winding yeah. river thing. Well you've started in the rainforest and then you left the rainforest over this river over a riverbed and then go back into the rainforest on the other side it was pretty neat yeah Yeah, those ones were cool but yeah um and then lunch change and then they they asked the guides to carry our stuff down in advance which was very nice of them so we could just kind of walk through it was like a 25 minute walk through the rainforest or it wasn't it was really a mile. Yeah, I know. But it was just an, a lovely walk through the gorgeous, gorgeous forest again. We had to cross the river like two or three times. Yeah, which was nice because you just like, ah, mm-hmm. get in and just douse yourself. And then we pop out and you come to this big cave entrance. So they have a, like this river and cave system. There's like seven caves total. Um, but it's really hard to do them all in one day. It would take the whole day. And the water has to be higher than it was when, when we did it. Um, but it was cool. We like got on tubes. They lashed, they were all lashed together. And so we were like in a cluster of like eight and our poor guide, um, since the water was moving kind of slow, like most of the time he's just like pushing us or dragging us. Yeah. Walking and pulling. Yeah. Um, he was our motor, but it was really neat. There was like a sinkhole halfway through. So you could see the, the, um, yeah, the rainforest the sun, was down in it. Yeah, and the like sunlight coming through coming and there's in. plants growing mm-hmm. right there and lots of stalactites and stalagmites and crystal formation. So you could see like the walls sparkling at different points. And then it was just over too soon. It was like you're in the cave for I don't even know how long. We yeah, were it was short. Yeah, like t- maybe 10 minutes or something. And then it's like, oh, there's sunlight. We're on the other side. Um, but it was really pretty. And then we floated a little bit more down the river. And then it was like swim for a bit and then get out and carry your your crap back yeah to the carry front. everything back and then we went and got more rum yep and then 
we pretty much jumped back in the vans and came back. Yep. I think that this tour was the weakest one. Uh-huh. And I think it's also because um, we've done cooler zip lining than that. Yeah. And it was a float. I, w- I wanted it to be more of like... Jimmy wanted to go whitewater I rafting did. through a dark or, cave. Or I wanted to... <laughs> Do like snorkeling through the dark cave. Yeah. Like, why did I need to sit? In yeah, a it would have been better just to like walk through it or like or swim, swim through, through it. it. Would have been better than it just sitting so there. It was so flat and yeah. slow and barely moving. Why did I have to? You know, why did I need to be in a tube? Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was kind of sad by that. It was fun. It was still a, a neat adventure. It was a different experience. I mean, zip lining is fun. You know, I on mean, its, it's own. Just fun. Yeah. But. It's uh, yeah, out of the, all the excursions that we did, I think this one was the weakest yeah. one that we did. Agreed. So. You know, here we are complaining about zip lining through the rainforest right, and in floating country. through a river, through and a cave. free rum. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you can drink watered down rum out of a pineapple. <laughs> but I agree. That is my, that was yeah. my least favorite of the days. And I think also because it was such a long drive. That's what kind of killed it too, is it ate up a lot of the day. Mm-hmm. So when we got back, it was like dinner time. And then we uh, hung out um, at the Tiki Bar and closed down the Tiki Bar. Yep. And that's the night Which when they that, close at 930. So yeah, it's not yeah. like we were. There's a curfew in Belize. Um, like on the weekends, it's like midnight or something like that. But on the weekdays, it's 10 p.m. And so they would have to shut everything down. And the employees that weren't staying on campus, you know, there was a few that stayed throughout the night to kind of keep an eye on things or whatever. But the employees that weren't staying the night, they load them up in a van and then they, they take them into town and they have like some um, housing that they stay in, like some dorms in town kind of thing. And because yeah. of the curfew, they have to be, they have to be where they need to be by a certain time. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but we were, we were there. And so the bartender gave us like a last round, showed us where the light switches were, locked everything and then took off. And so we were still talking there to um, like the the, col- the three dudes from Colorado. Um, and there was a couple from Jersey. Remember them? I think they got married like a yes. year before. Yeah, they were really nice. In the backyard. And then they were going to like kind of redo their wedding or something coming Yeah, soon. that guy actually re- um, made me st- think that Jersey people could actually be cool. Yeah, they were they were. They were nice. And then we met the most L.A. couple. <laughs> right. The most stereotypical L.A. couple that you've ever imagined. But they're actually very nice. They were super cool, too. <laughs> the guy had, like, a total porn stash and, like, wore, like, some vintage, like, 70s shirt, like, halfway unbuttoned. And then the, the lady was, like. he had some, like, Aztec tribal tattoo <laughs> on his chest. And he was like rail thin. Yeah. It was was just, yeah. And then the lady was like this um, Asian lady and like she had a nickname for herself was like Gladys or something Mm -hmm. like that. She had like a bob cut. Yeah. And you know, like very like mod and like the super red lipstick and like the vintage dress Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And she was this type of girl that had like, I don't think she had these, but it was, she would have the two doves on her shoulder. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. She had tattoos all over the place too. Um, but they were actually really nice and yeah, we sat and, and talked to them for a long time. A long time. They were into marketing. So we talked about that and they yeah. were both worked for decent companies. So it was kind of fun to chat with them about it. So yeah, we closed down the bar. We literally again. like, yeah, Charles said, here's the light switch. Turn it off when you yeah. leave. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, got it. And then it was our last like full day at the resort. Aww. I know. Then like the sadness starts creeping in. Do that. Where's the want one? Oh. 
Yeah. So it was wake up. Oh, the night before while we were at the tiki bar talking to everyone, there was like popping thunderstorms. Oh, that's right. It's like dumping, 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 dumping. And then it like mega rained. Like we woke up at 6 a.m. and it's just like mm-hmm. outside. And you're thinking like, oh, no, I hope this stops because we're supposed to go snorkeling. And they probably don't want you getting in the water when there's like lightning storms, you know? No, probably not. So we woke up though and it was sunny. We went to breakfast and you eat right at the beach and the sea was like glass. It was so smooth. No movement, no waves, no nothing. It was just completely still. No wind. No breeze. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. So after we ate and um, got our swimsuits on, um, we didn't have to take a van or anything. I thought they were going to drive us down to the marina because I think right. that's what they did before. That's what other people said because they run this tour a couple times a week. Um, but we just walked down to that same dock that we were having yeah, fun on. the two-story one. Yeah. And they had a couple of boats there for us and we hopped on them and uh, went out to sea about 25 minutes to, um, it was called uh, Southwater Key. Mm -hmm. And then the other little island, I forget what the name of it was though. Um, and there was a research station on the smaller island and, um, Belize has the second largest reef in the world and the first largest living reef. Yeah. They, uh, at least they say that the great barrier reef is almost all dead or dying and the Belizean reef is alive and thriving. Yeah. Very healthy. And so the amount of living reef reef that they have is the most in the world mm -hmm. um and so the place which they, it is i mean it's a massive reef it yeah, goes i it don't goes know how far down it goes one end of the country to the other end yeah of the and country. it goes up into the yucatan yeah so it's yeah it's, it's a, a huge, huge reef. reef um and there's just a million little islands off off of belize mm -hmm. just a million little islands um and so they had us hop out and they called it the aquarium um, and it was pretty shallow. Like you could stand, it was like five feet in some parts, some parts a little bit, uh, deeper. Um, and it was just a beautiful coral reef with lots of little colorful fish, yeah. um, lots of coral. We saw a barracuda. Yeah. With its mouth open and it was letting little fish swim inside and like clean his teeth and mm -hmm. barracuda teeth are pretty gnarly. Looking. Yeah. They were pretty bad. It looks like a bunch of like nails sticking out of a board kind of thing. They're just all going different directions. It needs a dentist. Yeah, it does. That's what the little fish were doing, but <laughs> they weren't orthodontists. They were nope. just dentists. No, nope. um, we saw some what parrots, eagle, eagle, eagle spotted rays, something like parrot that. spotted rays. I think I wrote it down. Let me see what I can find. Spotted eagle ray. Okay, I found it in my notes. Spotted eagle rays, and it was trying to eat something off the ocean floor. No, I think it was laying eggs. Yeah, it was doing something. It was like bury. It was like. Shaking it was its body. burying its butt. Yeah, down in the. the I think sand. it was laying eggs. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I I mean I'm not up on how rays lay eggs, but that's my guess. And uh, we saw conch conch shells. The conch shell, yeah. With the weird little snail. Some hermit thing crabs and um, normal crabs and. The purple kelp was pretty neat looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. So they we did that for like 45 minutes, and then they had us get out, um, and then again. They gave us cookies and yep. water and we're like, eat and drink all of this. We're going to have you. We were only going like two minutes away, but they're like, we're going to have you. Yeah. yeah. They were like, we're going to go as slow as possible because we want you guys to sit here and drink Rehydrate. water and yeah. eat your cookie and rest for a couple of minutes. 
Yeah, because they were taking us to the other side of the reef, to the like front of the reef, because the water and everything was it was so flat and so um, like no tide happening whatsoever that nothing was breaking on the reef. So yeah. they were like, this is a rare opportunity when we can go out to the front of the reef and we can let you guys swim around because normally it's too choppy, too breaky, um, just, you know, crazy tides happening and um, undertoes in that area. And they're like, no, it's going to be a great day. So they actually putted us through a, like an opening in the reef and um, out into the front and uh, while we're eating our water or eating our water and drinking our cookies. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they took us up a little ways because all the water kind of funnels through the opening that we went through. So then they had us hop out there and we could just pretty much float. And the thought was that it would take us back to where um, they would pick us up. Yeah, they called it a drift snorkel. A drift snorkel, that's right. And as soon as we hopped out and we started sort of like, okay, let's swim towards the direction we're going, they called us to go backwards the opposite way, swim against uh, the, like, somewhat of a current because there was a manatee the other boat with us yeah was a little boat. bit over and they saw a manatee yeah so. there was a manatee just swimming down like 20 feet underneath the water that was should be we should also say that that this when we were on this side this was it was deeper. like way, deep, way deeper. 20 yeah 25 30 feet i couldn't really get to the bottom my like sinuses and things yeah. were hurting when i got down he was that trying deep. I did. I did try. Well, because Adele got down there and I was like, man, if that seal can get there, I can get there too. Oh, geez. But uh, I didn't want to because I I do have a weird thing with sinuses and uh, and going and pressures in water and it hurts my head. And so um, even though I know how to clear it. Yeah. The manatee was really cool. It had some remoras hitching a ride underneath it. Um, and it was just kind of moving really slow until it wanted to move out. And then it moved. It fast. still moves slow, but like, it's like slow movement of its fin is so powerful that it, yeah, just, it just shot away. Yeah. I tried to, I did swim with it for a little bit, but I was like, I'm going to end up so much farther away than everybody else. Yeah. I should stop. But it was, it was cool to see it like swim and see it in the ocean. I've seen manatees in Florida in like a river. So this was fun to see it out in the ocean. Yeah, I'd never, cool. I'd never seen one in person before. Yeah, so they're that was cool. huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, so that was pretty neat. Um, so then we started floating back. We saw tons of fish, tons of coral, tons my, of different types of... Uh, my favorite one, it was this black fish and it looked like it had teal sequins on it. Mm-hmm. It was like, there were like little teal sparkles all over it and it had a bright yellow tail. Yeah. It yeah, really it was neat. gorgeous. Yeah. I think a lot of the fish we saw and I asked our guide and he was like, I don't know the names. And I, I think that they have the, I think they're cichlids is what they're called. Um, I think that's like one of the families or whatever families um and then there's a whole bunch of different styles of cichlids but i think that that's what the type of fish they were um just because they all sort of look the same but they all had different colors and different designs and patterns there's yeah it was beautiful and breathtaking um and then he he got a spiny sea star yeah pulled it up Mm mm-hmm like let you hold did. it, the yeah. guide. Yeah. And it felt like a tarantula walking on your hand. It yeah. Was super, it, would, it was creepy. It would move and it was fast. Yeah. It was like just rolling its arms mm-hmm. and then it would just kind of like roll across you. And then I'm like trying to like get anyone else to take it. And everyone's like, no, and I finally found <laughs> someone to take it. Um, 
And then this other couple was really worried, like, we should let it go, like this poor sea star. And so finally they, they like got it and they like let it go. And as it was falling to the ocean floor, like a fish darted out and ate it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he got us, uh, the guide got us a little sea urchin and you could like hold it and feel it. It's little suckers coming out and like crawling along your hand. Well, it was all spiny, right? Yeah. And so you could feel it. Yeah, like it, the suckers would come out like the end of the spines and like it was weird. Yeah, it would like move its body and it would the spines would move on you yeah it was really it was, bizarre to hold and feel yeah but it was that was cool it was so. really it was really neat and then we did like two 45 minute snorkels total and then they're like okay time to get back in the boat and everyone's like you're like it's exhausting yeah you don't realize, we were tired you don't realize how tired you are but then like you're tired you know and so as we're crawling back in the boat the other boat had uh, some dolphins showed up and we're by the other boat and the dolphins were being playful over there. And so they got a little bit closer, but they try not to crowd the sea life and everything. They're like, well, if you want to get out and try to swim with the dolphins, go ahead. Free extra snorkel, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity. So about a third of our boat jumped back in. Me and Jimmy, um, the Navy SEAL and a, like a couple other people. And that was it. And most everyone else stayed on the boat. Um, I like I can swim. And I, I'm not like in, in danger of drowning, but I'm not a fast swimmer by any means. And so I'm like trying to get over the dolphins and the dolphins just keep moving. And I, I yeah, give up. I'm like, I'm, I'm going, I am not as fast as a dolphin. So I got back on the boat and then I'm just watching this go out. And so it's Jimmy versus the Navy SEAL. And they're like trying to catch the dolphin. But uh, Jimmy smoked the Navy SEAL and just kept going. And I always, I always joke that he's part dolphin and like, like he literally was part dolphin. And he like I caught him. He did. He caught, caught him. I have some decent video of these dolphins, dolphins just cruising underneath the water. And then our boat had to like drive to <laughs> yeah. go pick up Jimmy because he was me. way the hell out there. Um, but yeah, I think I think the snorkeling was my favorite. Yeah, of all the things by that we far. did, it was just it was Mayan, just amazing. The Mayan ruins were a lot of fun to see and experience, but the snorkeling was just it was just amazing over the world, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're into snorkeling. Or diving. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know how to dive. I don't like dive certified or any of that. So it sounds like an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are into diving, but if this you is are world diving, class diving You got to go to Belize. Yeah. They have two, what they call the blue, the blue holes. Hole. Yeah. Which there's one that's in the saltwater and there's one that's inland that's freshwater. And I guess both of them have some really interesting diving involved in them. Yeah. So it's the place to go. Like if you're into like diving or snorkeling, like you got to go to Belize. The water is, was like, crystal clear too yeah it was, ins- it was i don't was, think i've ever seen or been in water that clear it was so gorgeous and i've been so in a gorgeous. lot of different waters around this world it was amazing and then the nice thing it was like then we were done and then we could go back to the resort yeah it was a half day yeah so we went back and uh cleaned ourselves up and went and had lunch lunch and then we just hung out on the beach the rest of the day talked yeah. to the colorado boys yeah they were a lot. funny we like hung out with them and uh yeah, and then just a we great uh, went and packed up before we went to dinner. Boo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, our COVID test. We got to talk about our COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had that. So to come back into the United States, even though we are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, they did not care that we were vaccinated coming back in. They did not ask to see our vaccine card coming back in. Not at all. Not one bit. But we had to take a COVID test. It had to be like an official. 
an COVID official test. COVID test within like 24 or 72 hours of coming of, back. Of leave, yeah, of departing yeah. Belize. And so they, the hotel like subcontracts out with like a, a guy wearing scrubs um, <laughs> says, come to the hotel to give you a COVID test. It was like, I think he just like tickled your nose hairs of one side, just barely with a Q-tip. Turned his back on a table for like less than a minute and then turned around and was like, you all passed. Yeah, it felt that way for sure. I don't know what what they did or what he did at the other end. But yeah, it was it was the easiest COVID test I've had. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was way easier than the one I had to do at King of the Hammers to myself. Yeah. Just like shove it up to your brain and twist it around. Yeah, There was no shoving to the brain. That's for sure. Just tickle your nose hairs. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty easy. Yeah, and then, and we, then had we got forms that said we were good. Yep, and that's what you needed. You needed the letter on the official letterhead saying you uh, clear. Yeah, you were clear, good to go. And then that was it. You ordered two dinners that night. I did. I, did. I ordered uh, pork and uh, lobster. Uh, yeah, because like, why not? Why not order two? Let's see. Fun random stats about Belize. I wrote down a lot of them. We've given a lot. It's the size of Massachusetts. It has six districts, which are like states, basically. Yeah. It has two main cities, which is Belize City and Belmopan, the capital. Um, it has seven towns and 193 villages. Annual rainfall. 50, oh, this is a good 50 one. inches in the northern part of the country, 80 inches in the central part of the country, and then 170 inches in the south. So very, very, very lush. Yeah. Um, they've had a lot of different agricultural crops over the years. They used to do bananas, but then there was some sort of banana blight. And then, um, so that was like a hundred years ago. And the, the British, they built this huge railway system to move the bananas and then the banana crop fell out. And so they took all the trains and left a bunch of, uh, railway beds. And so that's the basis of all their highways and everything is these railway beds. Um, and then citrus is now their number one crop. Um, oranges, but their oranges are not orange. They're like green yeah, they're green and yellow. And so they don't sell them to grocery stores because no one would buy them because they don't look like they're good. Well, they don't export them. They don't export them. Yeah. So they juice they them. They eat them there. Yeah, they eat them there, but they juice them and sell the concentrate and export the concentrate. Oh, um, the, with the citrus, they don't waste any of it. They take the leftover from it being juiced and they make like cattle feed out of it, out of like the, the flesh and the fiber. Um, they extract the oil from the peels and get like orange oil for like cleaning and stuff like that. Um, and they hire the Guatemalans to pick the oranges. So the Guatemalans kind of like migrate over for picking season and they only, um, pay them like 30 or 40 cents a bag, a hundred pound bag of oranges for picking it. So that's pretty crazy. Um, and but they said they can get like. 50 bags a day yeah they're like they're like orange picking machines they have like a whole process so they come through with a machete the night before and they clear all the grass off the base of the trees and then they go through the first so time that no snakes go up the trees yeah that too but also so they can find the oranges because they walk through and they just kind of like knock them down mm-hmm. and they go from one end of the orchard to the other and then on the way back is when they fill their bags right like coming on the way back so they got like a whole methodology down and um they're like, it's like the migrant population comes in and does all that. Mm-hmm. And that's big business, but their citrus has a disease. And so there's like, 
you know, there's like orchards that have to be burned and replanted and things like that. So now like coconut is like the up and coming crop, I guess. Well, the coconut and something else was really big. Oh, plantains. Yeah. I love plantains. Yeah. It's uh, it was a really interesting country. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a, a lot of fun exploring the country. A lot of fun. You better of, believe we had a lot of fun. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, in regards to coming home, we had a crazy adventure in, was it Houston? Yeah, in Houston. Going through um, customs. The customs line was so long that they had to open all kinds of, they opened a whole they other side. They had like eight windows open and they had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in line. Yeah. We would have not made our return. And we flight. had we had like a two hour layover and our flight landed early. So we should have been totally fine. But like it was it was close and we were sweating it. And we like luckily they opened up a new lane and funneled us into it. And then we just, you know, like, no, we our, didn't bring anything. Right. Nothing at all. Yeah. Let and the us lady's like, quick. great. Stamp. Bye. bye. And our then, bags were on the wrong carousel. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, where's our bags? We're on well, this flight. Well, there was two flights coming from Belize at basically the same time on the same airline. And so they were supposed to be on two different carousels and they were like lit up, like listed on two different carousels, but they just dumped them all on the same carousel. So mm-hmm. everyone was freaking out, trying to find their bags and then like hustling, trying to hit their connecting flight and hoping your luggage goes through. And then we get up there like, okay. We were five minutes from when they scheduled to close. Like boarding is over. Yeah. And we get up there like, all right, we made it. And then we're like, why is the line not moving? And then they get on the intercom. They're like, okay, we're going to start pre-boarding now, you know, children and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh. They're like 20 minutes Yeah, they're running like 20 minutes late. And it's like, okay, thank God. All right, let's go to the bathroom. Let's uh, let's go get, yeah, let's get some food. So that was kind of, I was happy that Mm -hmm. it was running a little late. That was fine by me, but it was a pretty uneventful trip back. Yeah. Um, was not the co-pilot in the puddle jumper on the way back. Yep. It was, it was a good time. We got back, not a ridiculous time of night. So that was nice too. Cause we could, it was nice to be back home, like sleeping in our bed, but we had an amazing time. Highly recommend traveling to Belize to anyone. It was a great experience. Lots of things to see and do. Very interesting country and just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And super easy. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I tell people. Uh, my, if you're, my if you're freaked out by the idea of international travel, um, this would be a really easy entry point. Well, you know, what was funny too is when we were um, in our wedding room, the and at the Tanaya Lodge, mm-hmm. the people below us were like, "Have you ever been to Belize?" I heard it's really scary, and I'm like, "Now <laughs> after coming back, I'm like, no I wasn't way. scary. There was not at even no a point moment. was I scared at any point at uh, all. Was I, mean, I ever maybe nervous some or some of their scared. driving, but yeah, yeah, there would be some uh, creative passing, you know, some last minute passes on the highway because all their highways were just like right? two lanes, yeah." And they were saying they even passed cops. Yeah. Like, but that was the driving. only scary thing about Belize. But yeah, absolutely amazing country. Um, a lot of fun to go and visit and uh, actually really easy to get to. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot, of, time lot of fun. I mean, come on. Right. No jet lag. 
So yeah, so I hope you uh, enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed our uh, our adventure and were uh, had fun following along with us. I'm glad we can share it with people. I know that we would really wanted to record this, you know, for those that w- were wanted to follow along and sort of like some of our friends and family that have been asking us. You know, we thought we could uh, record in one place instead of trying to meet up with everybody all the time, and we could share it with everybody. And we now we're gonna share it with you as well. So. Yeah, so shout out to Belizean Dreams. That was the name of the resort yeah. we stayed at. So if you're Bruno interested. Bruno and Pablo. Yep. Two awesome dudes. Mm-hmm. They can make some mean drinks and some d- good dad jokes. Yep. Lorraine will bring you some delicious food. Mm-hmm. And everyone there except for the one remaining nameless employee. <laughs> everyone was awesome except for that one guy. That one guy. Yeah. So, Yep. All right. Well, any uh, any final words or advice for the people out there? You better believe it. And with that, my friends, keep believing. <laughs> I got one for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Um, maybe. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Why shouldn't you write with a broken pencil? Uh, I don't know why. Because it's pointless. (laughs) Not bad. Not (laughs) bad. I learned from the best.